Previously on the Simply Human podcast. Yes, I'm telling you, crackers are like my arch nemesis. So if <laughs> I lived in a cracker house, I would eat my way out. And like... you would have no like roof <laughs> over your head because your cracker roof would have holes in it and then you would be like all wet if it rained and that would just be bad. Yeah, you I would a, just eat my get... shelter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's episode 143 of the Simple Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, super excited to have Yuri Elkheim on the show. He's been on Dr. Oz and The Doctors. He's super famous, and he's coming on our show. I can't believe it. I've emailed him like four times, like confirming, like, you're not just fooling us, are you? You were actually going to be on, and he is going to be on, and uh, then it's another moderately funny edition uh, with uh, the return of Blake, of the party bus story, and the uh, bonfire jumping. He is joining us with a very recent story, it's something that happened past, this past weekend, uh, the human lawn dart story, and wrap up with some human tip of the week. How are you, Rick? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Um, are you going to be able to be on the call tomorrow at noon? Will you be able to like do that on your lunch break for 30 minutes? Uh, no, because tomorrow and the day after, I'm teaching at the training academy. Oh, the teaching, uh, teaching class. Oh, oh professor. So, oh, you have to read a book. It's the first. It's the very first class, and so I don't know when we're going to get breaks. Oh, well. maybe I can't. I don't. My answer is a firm, throbbing maybe. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, uh, maybe then. Um, ERs suck. Yes, I thought you were saying like Eeyores, like oh. the donkey from uh, the... the uh, Thanks for noticing me. Yeah, so... Yeah, ERs are never fun, man. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, been, a, been a week for you. Yeah, the uh, the reason that the show didn't come out, there, technically, there weren't technically technical issues. My dad was in town and uh, uh, just visiting... Ended up at the ER. We don't have to get into the details. He's going to be fine. He's going to make it. Uh, what I did say something funny. like, in, when, like Ter- when Terrence Williams wouldn't run out of bounds uh, in the Cowboys game and cost <laughs> him the game, Dad gave himself an aneurysm. He was so mad. <laughs> that's, that's probably, that actually is probably what like started this whole thing. Um, this is the Cowboys. But, uh, and, and, okay, so my dad is like, heavily sedated. We'll talk about ERs in a second. Just that you'll think this is funny. Heavily in a day. Very long this, these same lines. Go okay. ahead. Heavily sedated, under heavy narcotic influence, he is like in slow motion, right? He he doesn't remember anything from yesterday. He's in a lot of pain. This is other is this issue, you know, and he's just like but he's like in this pain and he's in like dire straits. Uh and, and like he he would make like inappropriate jokes. Just kind of <laughs> sprinkled in. Like, for instance, uh, I won't say them all because uh, they're not all uh, arable, but like one of the like the nurse is talking to my mom and he's like he's not even in the room, you know, like he's so out of it, just kind of writhing all around and he's just fidgety and all this stuff. So the nurse is talking to my mom about the pain meds and this is one for you get this one and this is going to last this long. And then, OK, at this time we're going to do this one, which is going to last this long and there's going to be a shot at this. Da, 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 da. And at one point, like the nurse was like, no, which my mom said something like, no, which one is four hours? And my dad was like. And we're not, we're not even like paying attention to him. He's like, Viagra, you can't you can't be longer than four hours. Viagra, kind of looked down, kind of looked down at him like, will you shut up? It, like, there, and there were a couple other things. Remind me to tell you out the air about what he did. But okay, so they're in the ER for five hours, like before they get in to the deal. And I was I was wondering if you had any. I have a I have a pretty horrible ER story that I don't know if I've ever told. Um, if- as I recall, I've only been to the ER. Well, I've been a couple times, uh, work stuff, nothing major. But uh, 
one time, and I think I've kind of glossed over this several times in the podcast, but in 2010, I think it was, I was really, really, really sick with uh, strep throat. And I woke up in the middle of the night and I, I was having some pressure in my chest, some pain like that hurt when I laid down. So oh, I remember this. Yeah. Me. So I had to go. To, I went to the. Uh, I didn't want to call an ambulance, and I didn't want to drive. And it was like five in the morning. I didn't want to wake up my wife. So I called a friend of mine that was coming in to work. He was another cop, and I was like, "Hey, on your way in, can you stop by my house and take me to the emergency room?" And he's like, "What?" And I was like, "Just do it, man." So he swings by, I get in his car, and I'm so hot, and it's like the winter time. It like fogs up the in- instantly all the glass inside of his car. I'm so hot, and he's like, "God, dude, you're like dying." Well, I get in there, and long story short, they tested my blood enzyme level, and they were slightly elevated. Like, the way they explain it to me is, like, uh, if you test someone's blood enzyme, they're supposed to be, like, around zero. But if they're having a heart attack, it's, like, at a 25. Well, mine was, like, a 9. So, yeah. like, a super mild heart attack, they just assume was, like, hey, because you've been so sick, it, it put a lot of stress on your heart. Right. To make sure they give me an angiogram and <clears throat> I'm in the ER and I'm screwed up on morphine for like four days. I was so strung out. It was awesome. Wait, how, when was this? This was, before- this was, uh, if you'd like to timeline it, it was, uh, the week that Wade Phillips got fired as the Cowboys head coach. <laughs> well, if I know, if I knew what to do, I'd be doing it. Cause Sorry. that happened, uh, the Monday, uh, they lost to the Packers the Sunday I was in the hospital and I remember watching it going, ah, I need more morphine. This sucks. <laughs> I love your sports acumen, by the way. Just. Sorry. It's really strange. So they give me an angiogram where they make like a little incision kind of like right by your, uh, your like nutsack? A, your belt line, like oh. right by your leg, like kind of by your area right there. Hmm. And I don't for any of this. Well, they make sure, okay, yes, yeah, there's no blockage. She's fine. Well, they have to keep coming by and checking on the incision. And I'm like super jacked up on morphine. <laughs> and uh, nurses would come in the middle of the night and wake me up like every two hours. Yeah. And I'm messed up and I'm all tired. And one point the nurse pulls my little gown back completely thoroughly exposing me and i just went oh you like what you see oh my gosh <laughs> and she just starts laughing well she tells me about it the next day when i wasn't quite as high she was like you know we don't get a lot of people in the cardiac unit that are under the age of like 65 so we appreciated your humor and i was like oh gosh well and what we were laughing about with my dad it's like it's not oh i was uh, i was under the influence I, I you know i blame it on that no 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 when you're under narcotics like that is your all the layers have been stripped away all your all your fakeness so what whatever you like your true self is exposed so that's you know i think that's pretty accurate <laughs> My, my little cousin Zach, who I think we've had on the show, he had like major heart surgery when he was in high school. Yeah. Uh, and uh, at one point when he was coming out of anesthesia, they were talking in the room, the doctors, and he just wakes up and goes, Hey, I still don't want any Chinese doctors. <laughs> like rolled back over and they're all like, look at the doctors. Like, no, it's okay. I get that all the time here. <laughs> oh my gosh. Gosh, that's very terrible, Zach. Jeez. Um, yeah, so the the story that I had, uh, like I've been in the ER a lot of times. I swallowed a marble once, uh, and then my parents Idiot. took me to the ER. Yeah, when I was like six. Um, but a few years, this is October of 2010. I remember this because it was like the week that I started at my the last job that I had. It was like, all right, welcome. This is like a Monday. This happened on a Wednesday. The, the Rangers were in the World Series. And I got, I woke up, I ate like a whole, like, like one of those roaster chickens that they have like cooking at like the, you know, H-E-B or Walmart. They're just like sitting there. Yeah. I would, Ugh. I would eat like an entire one of those 
on Sundays. Like I would just it, it, like I just now it's five six this six years later I'm just now getting to where I can eat, even eat chicken again. So I eat this whole thing like for dinner, and about ten thirty. I'm, I wake up and I'm like, okay, this is bad. Like, and I'm, I am a seasoned vomiter. I am, I have no one in on earth has thrown up more than me in their life. It's, there's no way. Lindsay Lohan has. Me and Lindsay are like, it's like, it's like the strikeout record, like Sammy Sosa and who's like, who's the other, like, I'm like the Sammy Sosa strikeout of vomiting. And, and, but like, so I got in the garage, you know, try to get away from Jen and we had, uh, Jen was about eight months pregnant with Hope. So we had like an 18-month-old. So I got in the garage to try to, you know, not disturb everybody. And it's like the most violent, like, uh, it's like, it's different. I just know something's different. So like uh, a couple hours goes by and I'm throwing up every like 30 minutes. And finally I was like, I got to go to the ER. So I don't even tell Jen. And because I don't want her to have to wake up the baby and all that. And she's pregnant. So I just like get my keys and like, and drive myself to the ER. And I'm, I call, it's back, I'd been a physician recruiter, so I, one of the docs at the, in the ER was, was a friend of mine. So I called him, I was like, Wes, I'm, I'm, like, I'm on my way, you know? So he like, this is kind of cool, he like met me in the lobby and gave me like some stuff to like, you know, you know make me feel better. Did not work. And there was, there was a wait. He couldn't just like bring me in. I still had to wait. And I ended up, and I barely remember this, I end up going into the bathroom to throw up, and after I threw up, I was so weak and I was so sick that I just laid down on the floor of the ER and and like under like under the toilet, and just like and that's like where I like stayed. Like I was there for I don't know how long, but they found me in there and like when it was my turn and like brought me back. <laughs> yeah, I mean you talk about being in a in a being in a bad state. Like so what ended up happening? I had like they never did figure out if I had staph or E coli, but it was something I had, I was in the hospital for like 4 days. Uh like I, I they they I remember this. Yeah, they knew something was bad. I got to go to the bathroom and basically my insides like started falling out and they were like so I I mean I was on like a heart monitor like it was like I my I started going like septic. Like my my organs started like shutting. It was like a like like when Jen came up to see me, she had to put on like a hazmat suit to come in and see me. Like it was a bad deal. Um, but yeah, but just ERs. Like my my mom sent me a video. Like or one one thing, I'm talking to my mom, and we'll get to the interview here pretty quick. I'm talking to my mom on the phone, like how's he doing? You know, like when you first, when we first didn't really think what you know it was surely sitting in a big deal. Like what's he doing? And I'm and I hear this like like in the background you know and it's like mom stops talking and i'm like what is that you know so she said this guy came out like and was just like don't trust these mfers they'll they'll mfers mf this mf that it was just like screaming and like hitting the windows and stuff like left and then like uh there was another old lady that was up there like throwing up and there were like seven family members with her like sitting with her. I'm like, really? Can't y'all like draw straws and just one stay with her and the rest of y'all can like go home and get some sleep? But yeah, we like we had to do ER with my daughter once. She hit her head and had a concussion when she was little. I had to go do a CAT scan and all this stuff. But ER is just, oh, that's like the, this like the, the worst thing if you have to go to the ER. Like thank God they're there. I mean, they do, they save lots of lives, but it's just the worst place on earth. It really is. And I think the people that work there would also tell you that. Like, yeah. I hate it. Yeah. Like, when I would do tours, like when I was a physician recruiter, we'd, like, do tours through the trauma center. And it's just like, yeah, you just go in there and you just like, well, I'm going to, like, have the flu or AIDS when I leave this place. 
Imagine the ER at uh, Parkland Hospital oh, in downtown Dallas, the county hospital here. Yeah. Yeah. When you walk through, like, for, I do, I'm there all the time for work, and it's just, just people just streaming out in the hallways, just throwing up everywhere, moaning. It's like, God. I, I work on the second floor, like, in the main hospital, and, like, any time, like, I would hear someone, like, <laughs> like, throwing up or something in the hallway, I would just, like, run to my door, like, lock it and, like, shut my blinds instead of, like, <laughs> instead of, like, running out. Underneath the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, throw, like, a light, like, a Clorox wipe at them and shut the door. Oh, man. Okay. Let's get to the interview. How about that? Go to the website, simplyhumanlifestyle.com. You can follow us on uh, social media, at simplyhuman52. You can like us on Facebook, uh, subscribe to the podcast, uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, All that is great. Thank you so much. We have a resource page. We have a donate now button. We'd love for you to help us uh, get the train down the track. Uh, And now, to our interview, this is Yuri Elkheim. Uh, I'm looking at his About Me section. It's yurielkheim.com. He's like a picture with Dr. Oz. It's crazy. He's an author. Uh, he's just, he's a speaker. He is just a super awesome, did smart Did you say he's crazy? No, I say he's an author. What no, you say? said he's crazy. I think you meant like it's crazy. Oh, it's crazy that he's on, he's on our show. Did I say oh, okay. he's, I'm like looking at his website while I'm uh, <laughs> looking at it. He's, he's insane, which is fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's like Dr. Nick Rivera from the uh, Simpsons. Yeah, right. Or uh, Dr. Spachimin. Uh, so we haven't we haven't talked to him yet. So here is uh, Yuri, where we talk to him about all just man, just so much stuff. 30, 30 minutes worth of stuff. Joining us on the Simply Human podcast, this is almost. Let's see, this is going to come out on the twentieth. This is this. We could count this as our three year anniversary show. This is Yuri Elkane. He is a nutrition, fitness, and fat loss expert, New York Times best selling author of the All Day Energy Diet and the All Day fat-burning diet, a former professional soccer player turned health crusader. He's most famous for helping people who've tried everything to lose weight and getting in great shape with little success, finally achieving breakthrough results. Yuri, welcome to the show. I'm happy to be here, Mark. Thanks for having me. So our first year anniversary, we tried, I guess first anniversary is another uh, less uh, complicated way to say that. Uh, we tried to get, we reached out to Shaq and, uh, and like he, Shaquille O'Neal, Shaquille O'Neal and he, nice. uh, we were never able to make uh, contact. Um, and then we wanted to like, you know, we were trying for like Arnold Schwarzenegger and we, we had like Mark Sisson on our two year anniversary. So this is pretty big. Like we usually we're, we're this is pretty consistent with having pretty big name people on our anniversary shows. I'm so excited about this. And you actually got Dr. Oz to say, uh, soak my nuts on <laughs> network TV. Wow. Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> and actually, I heard him uh, drop the f bomb as well in practice. Whoa! We had so this, this it was a um, part of the segment was not aired. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that one. Not. Yeah. <laughs> but in rehearsal, he uh, we're talking with the blood, and they had this. You know how they have all these like um, mock up and like things that they make to kind of represent what they're talking about. So they had this red <laughs> dye that was used with water to represent the blood, and he spilled some of it on his shoes, and he's like, oh. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was pretty funny. <laughs> Everyone kind of like stops. I'm sure like the people that work with him probably didn't even miss a beat because he's probably he probably drops the f word. I mean, why why not? So cussing is a social construct. Uh, exactly. Yeah, who cares? It's just a word. Um, well, let's. Uh, so excited to have you on. And your story is. I mean, go to YouTube. You can go to yurielcame.com. There's so many places to find you, and we're going to talk about all those places to find you uh, later. But your story is just so incredible. Let's just tell it. Tell your story. Uh, oh, before we do that, it, uh, your story starts with your birthday. 
And my co-host and I, Rick, uh, usually will try to guess our guests. Guess our guests' birthdays. Yeah. And we actually, have, Rick actually got one once. And so here we go. I'm going to get two guess. I'm going to get three guesses. Go for it. June 14th. No. It's, I'll give you a hint okay. if you want. It's, 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 soon, it's earlier in the year than that. Okay. Okay. That's good. That's good. That, that's about 180. That's you in the right direction. Yeah. March 24th. You got it, buddy. Did you like look that up on Facebook oh or something? Oh, my God. No, I'm sorry. Is it March 24th? Yeah, it is. Oh, my. Well, okay. Oh, my God. This is so amazing. I promise you I didn't look it up. Man, I promise. Oh, my gosh. See, man, he's not going to allow that because you gave me a hint, but I allowed the hint. Dang it. It's all good. I'm so upset. This counts to me. This counts. March 24th. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to text him right now and tell him that I got one. Okay. So, on March 24th, you were born and go. Yeah, so I came out, and a couple of days later, I peed, or actually, I peed on the doctor, actually, right out of, nice, right out of the Nice, good, gate. good, good start. I think that was my initial um, rebellion against authority. That kind of started like, <laughs> on day zero, so, yeah. Piss on you, Doc. How about that? Pretty yeah. much. So, yeah, so I grew up, um, you know, very active kids, played soccer a lot. Uh, I realized that I was really good at a young age, so I decided, you know what, let's, what, if, what if I went pro? Like, well, let's, let's make that my thing. So I wanted to become pro. I think from the age of 10. And so I basically dedicated all my teenage years to training and playing at the highest level possible. And in my early 20s, I was able to do that for a number of years, um, playing professionally in Toronto as well as over in France. And, and it was awesome. And then I got to the point where I was like, mm, I'm not too sure if I want to do this anymore. So I had a bit of a, like an early midlife crisis and uh, it kind of led me on the path that I'm on now. But uh, before all that, uh, I, was, I, I dealt with a lot of health issues that were kind of masked by the, the very fact that I was uh, pretty fit. So I often tell people there's a difference between being fit and healthy, and I was a prime example of that. So I had like really bad asthma, bad eczema, digestive problems, really low energy, and I just thought it was. I actually didn't, I didn't really know what to think about it because you know I didn't really know better at the time. Well, you don't you don't associate that with anything. It's just that's just your the cards that were dealt you kind of deal, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. And as a teenager, you know, you like you go to McDonald's before a soccer game or practice. Yeah. You're like, ah, whatever. You know, I can deal with it. And that's kind of my upbringing. So just a lot of garbage foods, a lot of sugar, a lot of processed foods, um, raised by a single mom, me and my brother. So, you know, she was busy. A lot of dinners were like microwave dinners and stuff. So I didn't realize like any of that stuff had anything to do with uh, perhaps the food I was eating. And it kind of all culminated a couple days before my, my 17th birthday. Where my body said, "Listen, we've given you a couple sim- like a couple things to think about, like all these different signs, low energy, all these different things, uh, but obviously you didn't get the message. So we're <laughs> going to uh, make our make ourselves hurt a little bit more. And I was taking a shower one night after soccer practice, and I was washing my hair, rinsed out the shampoo, and I looked at my hands, and my hands were covered in hair. And I was like, "All right, that's not normal. I've never seen that before." So. Jumped out of the t- uh, jumped out of the tub for the shower in a bit of a panic and, and toweled off and dried off and again looked at the towel and again full of hair and huh. I was like okay this is this is not good so I tried to hide the towel so my mom wouldn't see it uh, went to bed and the next morning I woke up and my pillow was full of hair and I was like oh, shit, something's is- going on yeah yeah so by that point she saw what was going on she said you know like what is this I said I don't know so we went to the doctor and then uh, the doctor said I had this autoimmune condition called alopecia which I had no idea what that was. Um, so anyways, long story short, within the space of six weeks, I lost all of my hair, eyebrows, eyelashes, everything. Wow. 
And to give some context for my dad's Moroccan, so prior to that, I had a lot of hair, like bushy <laughs> eyebrows, long brown hair, uh, really, you know, hairy arms and legs. And I'm actually, you know, it's actually quite good that I don't have the, to deal with that anymore, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But <laughs> right. so uh, a side note, uh, yeah. this morning, it's funny timing. Um, you know, you, you get a little, uh, you get a little body hair, you get a little, you know, you get a little older and you got the, uh, you got the old, uh, little fuzz on the back, you know, it's uh it's a thing. It happens. I ordered a man groomer. Do you know, have you heard of this? I have not. No. It, it's like a razor on like a, <laughs> an extended arm. So you can like <laughs> reach awesome. your back dude. And like, I got it and I charged it up overnight. And this morning, like I like before, like I got into the shower, like I was like, oh, let's try this. And it was, I mean, it's a game changer. It's changed my life. Okay. Sorry. I derailed you. <laughs> no, no worries. That's, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, see, again, these are the things I don't have to worry about. Right. You know, yeah. Jerk. Uh, <laughs> not anymore, at least. So, yeah. So uh, it took me a long time. I went on this journey for about eight years to kind of figure out what was going on. I uh, went to school, studied kinesiology and health sciences and didn't really get to the bottom of um, my health issues with that, although it was, you know, a great experience. So when I decided to retire from soccer, I came back to Toronto and pursued studies in holistic nutrition, which is where I really had my big ahas. I started to really go deep into nutrition and understand how food impacts the body. And that was a very, very, very pivotal moment in my life. And I you know, made some, some important changes to my diet that uh, made a huge impact on a lot of the issues I was having previous to that. So my asthma went away, the eczema went away, uh, digestive problems disappeared, my energy was hot, like, it was crazy how much energy I had. I was sleeping you know, seven hours a night instead of 10 and feeling like a thousand times better. Is that one of those deals where you, that you, you had made the association mentally at that point or were you still just like, huh? Well, you know, honestly, on the first day of school, I was very open with my professors and who are naturopathic doctors. Um, and I just said, listen, do you think this condition might be associated to my diet? And they're like, well, for sure. Of we course. See it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, where was this information in the past like eight years? I guess <sighs> I I've been, you know, crawling under the wrong rocks. So, yeah, I started to, you know, just absorb all this information, learn everything I could and started improving my diet. And within about two months, I regrew all my hair and it was pretty awesome. Uh, so I basically kept my head shaved because that was kind of my claim to fame by that yeah, point. Yeah. And then about uh, four years ago, I was taking my oldest son to the doctor for just a regular checkup. And when I was there, she recommended I get a tetanus shot for whatever reason. I don't know, but I'm not even sure why I didn't even question her. And I just said, yeah, why not? Let's just do it. Within two weeks of getting that shot, my hair started falling out again. Weird. So it was it was really weird. Um, so anyways, yeah. So in kind of in short, that's kind of my story. You know, it's, you know, like in my senior year of high school, in the space of two months, I went from like this, you know, long brown hair and, you know, bushy eyebrows that everyone kind of knew. And then all of a sudden, I'm walking in the halls looking like a cancer patient. It was a bit of an like an awkward transition, but I think I got through it fairly well. And I've always had the perspective that, like, I feel really good. I mean, my health, I'm, I'm in good health. Uh, there are much worse things that can happen. Like, you know, like an autoimmune condition wise, I mean, losing hair is, I would rather have that than type one diabetes or something. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I'd rather have that than, you know, rheumatoid arthritis or, or Hashimoto's or, or other things. So I was kind of blessed from that perspective. And the fact that it like, the fact that it happened really catapulted me into this, into what I do now. Like, I mean, if I didn't have that happen, I, I don't know what I would be doing. Um, in terms of my life, in terms of my vocation, so I'm I'm blessed that it happened because yeah. it's given me a platform to really 
kind of launch from and really serve a lot of other people. And, and let's just uh, kind of give a, a Cliff's Notes version of autoimmune disorders for those listeners who are, you know, have, you've heard that term, you know, kind of, but you just listed off a few of them basically, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but how it works is it's, it's when your immune system, w- when its target gets gets off, it gets fuzzy and it starts attacking things in your bloodstream and your body that, that it thinks are harmful, but it's actually, it's actually supposed to be there. It's your, it's part of your body. And then it manifests itself in many different ways. Is that, is that pretty much autoimmunity in a nutshell? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's talk about, you know, some of the things, I know there are a lot of topics that you are very passionate about and, and I did have, uh, and I've told this story on the, on the show before. So my listeners know this, but on my 30, I'm 35, my 30th birthday, I was mistaken for a cancer patient because I was doing long distance endurance training and had like, I shaved my head just because it was easier in the pool and stuff. And like you said, like it's just you don't have to mess with. You can wear a hat wherever you want, and then you roll the windows down. It's like no big deal, you know. And uh, and so yeah, so I, that, that's not why I grew my hair back out, but uh, it, that was uh, uh, we we have that in common. So <laughs> uh, so yeah, let's talk about. Uh, and one one topic that I think uh, is particularly of interest to a lot of people is like this whole fat burning thing. Uh, how do you burn fat? And then the whole intermittent fasting and and timing of certain macronutrients. So let's talk about sort of what. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. It, unless there's a topic that you uh, are, are more passionate about and want to talk about, let's talk about fat burning and uh, how people can burn fat. Yeah, it's you know it's funny because it, it's a seemingly simple formula, well, based on what people think, like you know, eat less, move more. Right. But the, that's a very superficial surface answer, and it doesn't work for a lot of people, and that leads them down a path of deprivation with their diets starvation yeah starvation and like excessive types of exercise which are unnecessary and and actually making the problem worse so when you kind of like un kind of look under that layer of okay this is you know quote unquote what you're supposed to do the reality is that there are a lot of things happening physiologically hormonally that are preventing people from losing weight and they're not even aware of that so they can be exercising all they want and eating whatever they're eating, but if, if, if things inside their bodies are not the way they should be, everything they're doing is basically just going to be, um, you know, it, it's very superficial. Nothing is really leaving, you know, leaving a lasting impact. So one of the things that, you know, I've noticed over the years of helping, you know, a lot of people and, and my forte is really like energy and fat loss. Those are the two yeah. things I'm, I'm kind of really good at. And, I started off on the on the on the routes like way back in the days as a personal trainer, thinking, okay, well, if you need to lose weight, you just have to you know eat a bit less, and we'll count your calories and all that stuff, and yeah. we'll you know improve your exercise. And I noticed that didn't work. That didn't work for a lot of people. I mean, it worked in some cases, and I mean, there's still an element of truth to that. But the reality is like what I what I discovered is that when so our body, our brain, uh, our body and our brain basically the same thing is using the same operating system that it has been for the past 100,000 years or whenever man first walked the earth. And the problem is that that was great for that time. So for instance, a really primitive response that we have is the fight or flight response, which is how we deal with stress, right? It's like the most Uh, primitive part of your brain. It's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So something scares you, your adrenal glands pump out adrenaline and cortisol to help you deal with that stress so you can either fight or run away. And that was that served us, right? Because we wouldn't be here if that didn't exist. Right. And we can see it in animals all the time, right? Like, you know, a squirrel, you see a squirrel and it just darts across darts across the uh, the road. And that's all animals have that fight or flight response. 
The problem though is that when your body, so when you, when you, when you look at all of the different stresses in today's worlds, um, what ends up happening is most people are living in a state of stress, but it's chronic now. So right. this fight or flight response has become chronic. And the problem with that is that chronic stress is a very big signal to the brain to slow down and conserve energy. Because if you think about it, when we first walked the earth, um, our brain didn't necessarily know when the next meal would come. We yeah. didn't have Starbucks. We didn't have fridges. You know, we didn't have access to food 24-7. So in periods of lack or stress or fear on a prolonged basis, our body would realize, listen, we don't know. We don't feel comfortable right now. We're going to kind of turn things down a bit so that our body can hold on and conserve what it has. So the same thing happens now because we're still working with the same operating system, but we're living in a much different world. Yeah. So now we have access to food whenever we want. We think we need to eat all the time, which we don't. And we're doing things that are stressing us out, whether it's mentally stressing us out or, or we're doing things exercise-wise, food-wise, or otherwise that are compounding the stress in our body. And when that happens, not only is all of that really negatively impacting our hormones, like just like the simple idea of like eating sugar and what that has, the impact that has on so many different hormone systems is just alone a big stressor and, you know, makes fat loss very difficult. But when our brain perceives that we're under stress all the time, it sends the signal to the rest of our body, for instance, like our thyroid, slow down, hold on to energy, don't burn fat. And so until you're able to really reduce the stress load in your body, you're not going to be able to lose weight or at least keep it off. And starving yourself is, is not doing that. Starving exactly. yourself is increasing the stress on your body. Yeah, yeah. And start, I should, you know, we should say probably like prolonged starving. Yeah. But I mean like, again, I talk a lot about intermittent fasting and how beneficial it is. But, you know, again, anything that's going to move you out of balance, out of homeostasis is considered a form of stress. Right, so right. intermittent fasting is a form of stress. However, the research shows that it has tremendous benefits on almost – everything that they've studied. And one of the interesting things about intermittent fasting, and intermittent fasting is basically about 18 to 24 hours with no food. Okay, so it's just like water, herbal teas, and stuff like that. One of the things that it actually helps the body do is it makes it more tolerant to stress. So it's almost like, you know, if you, um, yeah, if you spend more time out in the cold, your body becomes, quote, unquote, hardened right. to the cold. And that's what intermittent fasting does to the body. It actually helps it deal with stress a lot more effectively. Well, so it, it increases, yeah, it increases your resistance or your, your sensitivity to leptin, to insulin, to all the hormones. It, uh, it you know, you clear cellular waste where your digestive enzymes have a chance to reset. Yeah, it does. It does. It's really good for you. It's like, it's like a little workout for your, for your digestive system. And it, and then it, it goes beyond just the digestive system. I like the, the analogy. It's like, if you're on the 10th story of a building, the, the healthy stress is just kind of walking down the stairs, right? You're like descending. Unhealthy amount of stress would just be like jumping out of the window. You know, you're you end up in the same place. Yeah. But one one way is is too much stress, and you're going to yep. end up you know splattered on the concrete. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit more about intermittent fasting. I know we talk a lot about it on, on this show. I I do it every day. Um, I, I usually will, you know, stop eating around, I don't know, six, seven, eight o'clock at night. And then I very, very rarely eat before noon, uh, the next day. Most of the time it's, it's dinner that night. And that, that's such that, that short circuits people's brains so much because they've been taught from an early age, bro, oh, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And I have to eat every two hours. 
says the cereal companies. Right. Yeah. Did you see yeah. the story that came out today about, uh, or maybe it was yesterday, about the the documents that have come out from the 1960s about the sugar like corporations paying these Harvard doctors like fifty thousand dollars to to re- make the study say that fat was worse, even though the study showed that sugar was worse. Yep. It was yep. like four maybe. or five different uh, places I saw that yesterday. It's like whoa. Yeah, it was crazy. In the New York Times as well. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's um, if people only knew. All of the sneaky, devious things that these food companies are doing to us, it's, it's criminal. It really is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like breakfast is one of those things where if you, well, like, if you look at the word breakfast, it means break fast, right? So, if you have your first meal at lunch, why shouldn't that be considered breakfast? Right. Like why does breakfast have to happen like before 8 a.m. or and, whatever time? And be like waffles and orange juice. <laughs> yeah, like we've all been brainwashed into believing that like, – a heavy carb-based, cereal-based toast, bagels. It's all marketing, right? Yeah. Like everything is marketing. And that's simply the lie that we've bought into simply because we've been brought up in this society, right? right. If, if, if breakfast was, I don't know, I'm like steak every single morning, that's what would be led to believe as right. breakfast, right? But it's not. But that doesn't mean you can't have steak for breakfast. It doesn't mean you can't have pancakes for dinner. And there's actually a lot of benefit to having more of your carbs later in the day, which again is like, hold on. If I have carbs later in the day, I've been told I'm going to store more of that as fat. Again, the research simply doesn't prove that. And the benefit of eating carbs later in the day is it actually helps with sleep. It helps maintain a healthier circadian rhythm because if you start your day with carbs, it offsets cortisol in a negative way and does all this nasty stuff with your blood sugar. So again, it's just it's one of those things where once you start to really understand this stuff, uh, you're, you just start to question, like, why Why have I been doing this? It's yeah. like eating five or six times a day. Like, why have people been led to believe they need to do that? Well, and it makes sense, too, when you really start thinking about it. Like, we inherently know things. Like, when you go into, like, a yoga studio or, like, a massage parlor, like, that is a calming, like, context, right? Well, the lights are dim and there's candles lit, Right. It's like why like so we know that that's like the, how to get like how to wind down but yet our our sleep spaces don't reflect that but as soon as you start thinking about yeah our ancestors didn't eat every they didn't have watches beeping every 2 hours to make sure that you, they ate their little protein bars made of almond flour that they you know it's like and, and the same kind of thing like you know like nuts and seeds yeah nuts and seeds are healthy but our ancestors didn't have a big vat, big bucket of cashews. Like if they wanted cashews, they had to work their tails off to get like five cashews. And after the fifth one, you're like, screw this. I'm yeah. going to go find something else. You know, so if you're, if you're doing things the way that it was intended to be, like the, the thing is like, you know, one sugar or the, the amount of sugar you'd have to eat in nature. Because people will say, well, sugar is in nature. Yeah, the, the amount of sugar cane you would have to eat equivalent to one Coke, it's like four feet of sugar cane. Like no one's eating, yeah. Like no one's eating four feet of sugarcane. Like it's just yeah. not. It's not the natural design. And so, talk a little bit more about. I, I, I'm I'm a huge. Uh, I just I love this I, circadian rhythm and this whole like you know the the cycles of of nature. You have starting with the eleven year, uh, you know, sun cycle, and then and coming all the way down to like the microscopic cycles. Like we're we're just you know we are that is part of our lives. And and how you talk about how carbs later in the day can kind of help with that circadian rhythm. Talk about sort of the some of the the facts behind that. Yeah. So this is actually one of the most. Um Probably one of the most important areas if you want to lose fat and keep it off is to really make sure your circadian rhythm, your biological clock is kind of where it needs to be. So 
if so when you your body so everything in your body works on uh, some type of rhythm your hormones uh, all this other stuff everything happens on a specific clock if you will so for instance when you go to bed at night or when you're getting ready to go to bed cortisol should be lower yeah and inversely to that melatonin should be at its highest would basically signals to your brain listen it's time for bed shut it down now in the morning the opposite happens high cortisol it should be highest in the morning and it kind of goes down throughout the day and low melatonin and that's fine so that's kind of the only time of day where you want high cortisol the problem though is that so what cortisol does is that it breaks down one of the things that it does is it breaks down stored sugar uh, or stored glycogen into blood sugar to regulate or maintain normal blood sugar levels. So in a fasted state, cortisol can do its job, right? You wake up, you don't eat for a little bit. Uh, cortisol is doing its job. It's maintaining blood sugar by, you know, keeping, breaking things down to, you know, maintain that blood sugar level. However, if you decide to have pancakes in the morning, you're now taking in a huge load of very easy to digest carbohydrates, which is going to raise your blood sugar and as a result, it's going to literally blunt that cortisol response. Now, in one day, that's not going to make a big difference. But you continue to do that over time. Now you're going to start to shift your entire biological rhythm in a way that's very, very unnatural. And that becomes a big problem because not only do you feel crappy, you're not going to sleep as well. Yeah. You're just going to feel completely like out of your body. Um, it's it's not just cortisol because every like nothing happens independent of anything else in the body. So when cortisol is off, you're going to get all sorts of inflammatory markers going all over the place. Other hormones are going to be uh, shifted in an unnatural way. And so it's important to really kind of be cognizant of this. And one of the easiest things we can do to help our circadian rhythm stay in its kind of ideal pattern is to go to bed and wake up at the same time every day. Yeah. And that's probably one of the simplest things we can do, not only from just improving your sleep, because when you have better sleep, not only do your, your I mean, your hunger hormones are, are, are benefited from that as well, um, but your entire circadian rhythm is benefited. So if you can get to bed before 1030, that's ideal because the we know that the earlier you go to bed, the more time you spend in deep sleep. And deep sleep is really where you start releasing growth hormone and your body is able to repair itself. Growth hormone is really important for fat loss. Um, so going to bed after, let's say, you know, one o'clock in the morning, even though you, let's say you get the same seven to nine hours is very different because you're spending very little time in deep sleep compared to if you went to bed, you know, between let's say 10 and 10 30. Yeah. So yeah. go to bed between 10 and 10 30, wake up at whatever time, you know, five, six in the morning is going to work for you and try to keep that consistent seven days a week. It's going to make a world of a difference. Yeah. Like kind of the best way to explain to people what, what it feels like when your circadian rhythm is off is jet lag. Yeah. And, and, and that's, you know, like, like you look at humans are not designed to wake up one morning in the in central Texas and and be in Tokyo in like you know however long it takes like that's not so that that you can see like it throws you off and so going to bed at, at two o'clock waking up at ten well I got eight hours of sleep I, why do I feel so bad well it's because you're not sleeping when you're designed to sleep you're and your circadian your sleep and your wake drive cycles are off and you it, it's just everything's just kind of out of whack and, it, and like to me like that's the whole thing idea behind simply human like. Why is that? Well, you don't. You don't need to know why. Who cares what a calorie is? Who cares what, you know, what what brainwave you're in at what time of night? Like just just do things like you're like you're designed to do, and uh, and things will will start kind of start to even out. Yeah. Um, 
Let's see. We I've got all this stuff written down. We talked about intermittent fasting, carbs later in the day. Um, you know, talk about okay. Uh, you know, what what's your well? Oh yeah, I know. I was going to ask you is we're talking about cortisol. Um, and I think I'm right when I say that you're not a huge fan of coffee. Is that right? I'm not a huge. Okay, fan is of it having anything to do with cortisol? A little bit. Yeah. So coffee, and I should specifically say caffeine. So it could be any like people ask me like, is there a difference between coffee and green tea? When it comes to caffeine, or like the monster energy drinks, <laughs> yeah, like caffeine is caffeine. <laughs> yeah, just like like it's there's no like this type of caffeine is better. Caffeine is caffeine. Or what about organic caffeine? <laughs> yeah, I love the uh, like or the GMO free. Yeah, like yeah. the organic sugar. I'm like, if you eat organic sugar, does that mean you get organic diabetes? Is yeah, that exactly. is there a benefit to organic diabetes? Anyway, sorry. Yeah. So <laughs> caffeine is a stimulant, which is basically a stressor on the adrenals, and what it does is it's going to force the adrenals to pump out adrenaline in the short term, which is going to raise blood sugar, <clears throat> excuse me, it's going to make you feel alert for the first half an hour, but then you're going to feel pretty zombie-ish afterwards as your blood sugar crashes. So um, so adrenaline, what it does is it, it kind of like races, you know, it gets your heart rate racing and all this other stuff. Again, that fight or flight response. One of the things that it does is it breaks down stored sugar in the body into blood sugar. So you get this rise in blood sugar, which starts to create a, a, a blood sugar roller coaster. Insulin is pumped out, takes all the sugar out of the blood, stores it away. So you, you kind of go on this like high and then low and then you seek out more sugar or more caffeine to bring you back up and it becomes a very nasty cycle. So when you do that on a, on a daily basis like most people do, uh, it's so funny because people talk about, oh, I feel like I can't get my day started without my coffee. Yeah. Like that's not a normal sentence. Like that should not even be in the English vocabulary. I can't function or I can't get my day started without coffee. That's a serious problem, right? Yeah. Like that, that, that phrase is a serious problem. Because that's not sustainable. It's like, it's like the starvation stuff. Like, yeah, you can starve yourself for a couple of days and function. Eventually, it's going to catch up with you. And I think it's the same way. If you're relying on caffeine to wake up, you don't need more caffeine. You need more sleep. <laughs> yeah, you need like to kind of clean things up. That's like saying I can't afford anything unless I'm using my credit card. Right. You know, it's like. <laughs> that's like, good. Yeah. 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 So caffeine is, um, I feel like I live in the twilight zone sometimes because it's funny because caffeine is a drug. It's the number one drug in the world. And I'll get, well, we, you know, we've got a number of posts on caffeine and what it does to the adrenals and energy and all that stuff on our blog. And when we post it on Facebook, it's amazing. The people that come out of the woodworks who are just like regular people who, are, who don't have a background in science, who then pull studies off of PubMed and in their comments or reply will include the link to the study showing the benefit of caffeine for whatever. It might be like alertness, gut health, whatever. Um, and I'm like, wow, you're that addicted right. that you need to support your addiction with some type <laughs> of science. peer reviewed, yeah, epidemiological study or something. Yeah. Right? And just like for everyone listening, I'm, I'm not saying like, again, I'm not here to convince anybody. I don't debate with anybody about this stuff anymore. I'm like, if yeah. you want to drink caffeine, go for it. Right. But, um, like the, some of the signs of an addiction are you need more of the drug to get the same initial effect, yep. which is what happens with caffeine. You, you suffer severe withdrawal symptoms if you stop using it, which is another hallmark sign of an addiction. Again, this could be cocaine. It could be anything we're talking about. Uh, another one would be you're constantly thinking about it. So, if, again, if you're, if you're thinking – uh, first thing in the morning, you have to have your coffee or throughout the day, you're tired and sluggish. You're like, okay, I need an espresso. I need my coffee. You know, again, it's, it's an obsessive type of thought about it. And one of the other signs is you are in denial that you even have an addiction. Yeah. So 
uh, just uh, a little bit of food for thought. Yeah, and uh, another thing about addiction, it's like if a good way to determine, like kind of a, a addiction test, is like if you if you can't imagine, like if it went away forever, if that future is like unimaginable to you, then that's a pretty good sign that you're addicted. And that goes with anything. Yeah. Um, okay, we're, golly, we're right at 30 minutes, which is why I wanted to keep it uh, right at 30 minutes to respect your time. But I just, I wanted to, just really quickly, there's a couple, I'm going to I'm gonna uh, uh, ambush you with the final question. But before I do that, I, I want to ask, like, what's, what's like a typical day in, in your life look like as far as from these, from a sleep perspective, from a nutrition perspective? And don't, you know, uh, you can give us Cliff's Notes version of that as well. Yeah. So, I t- well, right now my morning schedule is a bit off because I took two months off in the summer. So I just kind of like didn't do anything, which is really interesting. So uh, typically I wake up at five. I spend the first uh, two hours just kind of focusing on myself. So I'll spend the first 10 minutes doing some type of meditation. Awesome. Uh, I'll follow that with uh, some yoga or mobility work just to say a supple and, you know, kind of lubricate the joints and feel good. Uh, from that point on, I do about an hour of my most important work. Then my kids are up and then I'm with them for the next two hours, walk them to school, come back, and then I'm either playing tennis or focusing on, you know, the most important project I need to work on until about lunch. And then afterwards, I'm doing like interviews or, you know, some, um, some bigger thinking type things. I'm usually done my day by three. I'll usually get a workout in actually in the morning if I'm not playing tennis or around lunchtime. Uh, done my day by three because I pick up my kids at school. And then it's basically like, you know, kid mode for the rest of the day. Yeah. And uh, dinner, I sh- I'll, I'll throw in the meals in a second. Um, yeah, so the rest of the day is pretty much the kids and the family. How and many, you mind me asking how many kids you have? Yeah, I've got three boys, uh, five and a half, three and a half, and two and a half. So it's wow. pretty, pretty insane. I was uh, the youngest of three boys, so I, nice. uh, I can, uh, I can relate with your youngest. He's, he's again, he's going to be like the best looking, the best yep. athlete. It's all, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah, he's got the best looking card, I think, so far. <laughs> we'll see how that, how that plays out as yeah, he gets older. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I'm typically in bed by about ten to ten thirty. Uh, my meals throughout the day really vary. Like sometimes I'll have breakfast, sometimes I won't. If I have breakfast. It's usually because I'm making breakfast and lunch for my kids. Yeah. So I'll just be like, oh, here's some eggs. I'm going to have some eggs. Right, or, okay, right. there's extra smoothie. I'm going to have some smoothie. Um, <laughs> but it's really erratic. I don't have a very consistent schedule with my food. I usually have like my biggest meal of the day is around dinner, yeah. which for us is like 4 o'clock. Um, and yeah, so it, you know, try to keep it as clean as possible. But I do, you know, I do allow myself a little bit of liberal indulgence here and there. Yeah. And I'm not fanatical about uh, – I, I mean I definitely – promote a gluten-free dairy-free low and sugar diet but you know if i want to have the occasional pizza you know i'm gonna i'm gonna allow that for myself so yeah yeah we are we are very similar in our philosophies and it is funny like when you have kids i also have three kids and it's like mo- like 50 percent of what i eat is like what they won't don't eat you know exactly. like because i cannot i can't just like throw food away I'm, I'm that's one of my pet peeves is like when food like spoils which you should eat food that spoils Right, like, but but like, it just drives me crazy. Like, really, I could, I would have eaten that yesterday if you just told me you weren't going to eat that. I would have eaten that. And then, yeah, like, I, you know, that little ham or whatever they have for breakfast, and like, they don't eat it all. I'm like, okay, I'll be eating this now. So, yeah, that's awesome. Okay, cool. And the final question. Well, yeah, final question. And then I'm going to ask you to, to promote yourself and and talk about your book and your website and all that. What What is one thing you enjoy about life, or something you do to make life more enjoyable? I love being active. Um, like, I, I. I I mean, I've just lived my life like really active since day one. So I, I kind of don't know anything different. Um, but I'm also naturally lazy. So I can spend several hours on the couch watching TV. Yeah. 
uh, just because I'm, you know, very active otherwise. So I, I love playing tennis. I love being outside and, and I really enjoy kind of molding and bringing up my kids in a way where I think they'll be valuable contributors to this world. Yes. Um, so that's, that's a really important thing for me. Uh, even from like a really young age, getting them to take responsibility for their stuff and, you know, helping around the house and, uh, not for money, but just for the sake of like taking care of their environments and just like, you know, like really imparting good life skills that, you know, I think are important on them. Uh, so that's something I'm really, really passionate about and, and living a great life in a way, like being a good example for them to, you know, want to grow up and be like, yeah, you know, my dad is a great example for, for how I want to live. And, yeah. um, yeah, so that's, that's something that really excites me and gets me, gets me jazzed up. Awesome. All right. So your, uh, website, Twitter, give me all that stuff. Where can people find you? Yeah, so uh, the website is yurielkaim.com. So that's Y-U-R-I-E-L-K-A-I-M. Very few people get that right if I just kind of like, you know, verbatim, just verbally tell them what it is. Yeah. Uh, so that's the best place to check out our stuff. We've got, all, you know, daily content that goes out. It's, you know, really good, really good stuff. Our, our whole goal is to make health and fitness simple yep. because it's very complex and overwhelming for most people. And then they can find me on Facebook. Um yeah, just type Uriel Came on Facebook. I've got two two pages on Facebook. One's my personal profile, which is more dedicated to kind of business stuff because I do help where um, I've kind of shifted to helping a lot of health and fitness professionals grow their online presence so we can impact more people. Um, but my fan page is our kind of our, cons- our, our consumer side, which is like the fitness, nutrition, and health. And they can find both on Facebook. Cool. And then uh, I've got like hundreds of YouTube videos. So yeah, that's a lot of fun. Cool, and I will link to the, your books uh, in the show notes as well. Uh, it's the all-day energy diet and the all-day fat-burning diet. Um, yes. So cool. Man, this has been a lot of fun. I really appreciate your time, and I would love to have you back on. I know, uh, I hope this wasn't just a, a one-time thing. I hope you'll come back on because, you know, there's so many different things that we could talk about, and I'm sure I, this will, pr- you know, prompt a bunch of questions uh, from our listeners, and uh, maybe like sometime later this year, uh, we could get you back on. I'll work with your assistant and uh, and get it set up. Yeah, for sure. I'd love to. Awesome. Thanks, Yuri. Cool, buddy. Thank you. Thank you, Yuri. You can go to his website. It's in the show notes. And man, I've said his name like three or four times. I sure hope I'm saying it right. <laughs> it's gonna be one of those like I, in the past, like I've had to redub over, and it's like, or if it, you know, like like if I mispronounce like. Uh, Rousseau, and it's supposed to be like Rosu, and it's just like, and here's Dr. Rosu, <laughs> like as I dub <laughs> over it. All right, it's now time for Humans Being Human. Uh, we Blake has been on the show several times. He's a, he's a great uh, uh, member of the, uh, the folks that have been on a long time, the regulars, if you will, always has great stories. He tells funny stories. And we had something that happened at the Tournament of Champions last weekend that we felt like uh, was was podcast worthy so here is blake the tournament of champions is where mark and a bunch of his idiot friends get together over some weekend and compete in a bunch of like horseshoes and uh skeet shooting and stuff like that it's just kind of like a guy's you know testosterone week yes very and yeah so here's blake and the human lawn dart joining us on humans being human for the 17th time blake is just you wouldn't think it if you met him, you wouldn't think he would be an outstanding storyteller, but he is. Uh-oh, I think we just lost him. He heard me insult him, and he just hung up on us. <laughs> Uh-oh, he's just trying to call me back. Hang on, he doesn't understand that it's through Skype. What happened? Why did you, why did you hang up on us? I looked at my phone, and I was FaceTiming you. So huh. I must have done it with my face. 
Oh. <laughs> I think that's okay. I think that's yeah, um, he does that a lot. Uh, Rick, if you're ever talking to Blake and he stops talking, it means that his face has hit the mute button on this phone. Man, dude, I do that all it the time. It happens like, every time. Pl- yeah. Press random buttons or FaceTime someone or throw it on speaker, and I used to never do I that. Know. And now that's a new it thing I do. It happened to me when I updated, I updated my phone, yeah. and prior to that, it never happened. So it has something to do with that. Yeah, well, it's funny. Like, I don't know. I'll hang up. I'll hang up from a call, and I'll look at my phone, and it'll be on like... You know, some weird app will be open and some, you know, like some, I'm like, why did that, what is that open for? Stupid yeah. Apple. Yeah. Um, okay, so Blake, we, I, Rick, we've talked at length on this show about the Tournament of Champions. The, we know there were 20 guys. We partner up and you have won. Now, you, you just to give everyone an update, Blake won again. We have, we have had eight TOCs. Blake has won half of them with three different partners. What that means is... Blake as an individual is like is dominating the competition. Um, there were five there were five new people at, at this year's uh, tournament, Rick. One of them was Ryan Barker, who's been on the show, who is going to be on the show next week for Humans Being Human to extend our idiot lake talk uh, conversation. He has an unbelievable lake story. And the another one was a guy named well, we're gonna call him Frank, okay, Blake, is that fair? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, that works. Is that his name? It's his not name his Frank. It's not his name. Um, yeah, that, that would be fair if his name was Frank. Uh, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so Frank is a friend of. There, there are several of the guys all from the same hometown as as Blake, and all of them haven't come to this thing except for Frank, and he's come this. He came this year, and it and oddly enough, how the the chips fell, Frank and Blake were partners. They they drew each other's names, and it was great because they, they've been friends since they were kindergarten. He's not... You wouldn't think of Frank as... When you just looked at him, he's not... He didn't play football. He wasn't an athlete. Uh, not that to say that's anything wrong with that, but you wouldn't think necessarily that he's going to be somebody that that sort of fits in with this group. It, he, they won. He I'll, give you, I'll give you an example of Bert, like a, a quick story to give you an idea okay, about, perfect. about him. And I think it's okay to call him by his name. I don't see any reason why. Okay, no, we'll call not, him Bert. Because you just did. Yeah, his name is Bert. Anyways, um, seventh grade football, he tries out for football. Um, first day, we <clears throat> were in the uh, locker room, and we're just putting our pads in our pants. And... Um, We've all got our pads. And, you know, I don't know if you remember that day. For me, that was kind of a stressful day. Oh, so it's just, so stressful. I still have nightmares about that day. Like, literally, Are I have nightmares. No, I have, like, nightmares that, like, that everyone's out at practice, and I can't get my stupid pads and my stupid pants. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, so, so we're all we're all struggling with that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, so we finally get your, your pads your pants. You're getting. You're trying to get all your gear on, and the coaches are, you know, rushing you. yelling at you, telling you to get out the door, you yeah. know. And Albert's still struggling, and, and he's like halfway through it, like his top edge, you know. And he and he he just goes, "I don't want to do this. I quit." Yeah, that was. He was uh, I played football one year, seventh grade. I was terrible. I was on the. We had. I don't know if all schools do this, but our middle school was so big. We had the A team, which was good, and the B team. They played separate games, and I was on the third string of oh the B team, which is about <laughs> as low as you can get. Last string uh, on, the de- uh, on the depth chart, yeah. and I was ter- I didn't know what to do. Uh, they didn't even bother coaching the third stringers on B team. They just kind of like, hey man, whatever you want to do. So you don't even have pads. <laughs> You get the I, confidence. Yeah. I, and I didn't yeah. even really watch football. I didn't grow up in a sports house, so I didn't even know kind of like what the purpose was. It was 
<laughs> well, you've made a big turnaround because uh, now you are very versed in football. Uh, okay, so so what what? So that's Bert. He, Bert, Bert was a golfer playing the band, but he was always really close with our 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 group of friends, which was you know me and Zeb and Jim. Um, and what, Bert. what would and, you say Bert is you know, what? Five eleven, hundred and fifty 150 pounds? What would you say? 5'10"? Yeah, he's about 150 pounds, but, but he was the fat kid growing up. Really? He was 170 pounds in the fourth grade. Huh. You know what I mean? Um, I never knew that. And he, it was kind of interesting because it was in eighth grade when he decided, that's a testament to like his stubbornness, you know? Like he went on a, he died in eighth grade and lost it like, a, like 80 pounds. And I remember it because he just ate pretzels and beef jerky for like a year. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds and, like the uh, Brad Rogers weight loss diet. Donut, <laughs> donut sticks yeah. after you lift. Yeah. yeah. So he's still he's still that way. He's 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 kind of like you the way he eats. You know, he's yeah. still, you know, he's um, not necessarily healthy, but he certainly counts his calories. Yeah. He just eats like Cliff bars. So it's <laughs> so it's his first it's his first year at this at TOC. He's he's he just met a bunch of these guys. He knows a lot of them, and it's uh, it's. I, I Ryan, my brother-in-law, and I had had gone to bed a couple of hours before, and about three o'clock on Friday on Friday night, Saturday morning, three a.m. They are they are playing around. Have you seen the bubble soccer, Rick? Yes, the gigantic like inflatable cage-looking right. thing that you. So a bunch of yeah. a bunch of idiots, testosterone coming together. Somebody brought bubble soccer stuff, and Blake, take it from there. So immediately. Say, as the responsible adult that I am, I said, "This is stupid. This is a bad idea." <laughs> Rolling down a hill at night in one of these things. They wanted to roll down no this huge to, hill. Yeah. No way this is going to end up end up good. You know. Have y'all seen the uh, the video from years ago where the guy went down, like rolled forever down like a, a mountain hill in like, Colorado, and then he like yeah. disappeared off the cliff. Yeah. Yeah. Horrifying. Yeah. One, of the, yeah. one of those. One of those things. Um. Anyways, our, our hill is not quite so steep, yeah. but it was, it's pretty significant. But Albert being the personality type that he is, he's not one to, like, volunteer to do something like that. You know, he, yeah. he can't swim. He, you know, he, <laughs> he, does, he doesn't jump on trampolines. You know what I mean? Like, he's not a... And remember, he can't swim. <laughs> right. I'm just saying he's not, like, the, he's not... She wouldn't expect him to be the first to volunteer to go do that. Right. Not his personality. Um so, but before I blink, Albert is strapping this thing on. I'm like, what is he doing? Like, this is stupid, you know? And it's pitch, and it's like pitch black. I, yeah, it's pitch black. And, um, I, you know, the first thing I notice is that he doesn't put it on right. He, 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 he leaves his head sticking out of the, I mean, that's like number one thing, right? Don't leave your head sticking out of this ball when you go rolling down a hill, but he does. Goes charging down down the hill, and his arms are pinned. Rick, his arms are inside the bubble, so only his head is out. My goodness! So, um, like, I'm watching him kind of from below the hill. I see him coming, and I see it happen. And he he runs into another person that's in a ball. Wait, wait, you were at the bottom uh, of the hill, or were you at the top of the hill? I I was halfway. Oh, okay. Okay. I had a really good angle on on what you know, watching him do it, and he was going to you know take off running and run into the other guy in the ball and um, um, somehow I kind of catapulted him and he starts going downhill and I, just, I see his, I see his head sticking out of this ball. It's picture like, you know, like a, like a, like a, like a pig in the blanket type of deal. His head sticking out, right? And, uh, and he perfectly just, just catapults his face directly into the ground, like hard, like a lot harder than I mean, you see it, you know? And, um, and I immediately 
think he broke his neck. I mean, that's that's what goes down. That's what I'm thinking because it looked like he, I mean, he did a vertical spin, slammed his face in the ground. The only thing that's sticking out of this hole is his head, you know. And um, like, and then so I, I see what happens, and I'm I'm just praying like, be okay, be okay, but you know, don't you know, like start moving, like laugh or something, you know. And he's just limp. He's, he was he's lifeless. He's completely <laughs> lifeless for for 45 seconds, you know. And um, you always want to know like how you're going to react in something like that. And I completely freaked out, like a chicken with my head cut off. You know what I mean? And because uh, I mean, you know, I, I remember like next door neighbor growing up. Um, his he had a son that you know jumped off a cliff, dove, in, dove into a lake. You know, at a high school party, broke his neck. He was paralyzed for the rest of his life. You know, like stupid like that is how yeah. these things happen. And like I was, it, I just immediately start thinking about those thoughts. Like, oh my god, this, surely this didn't just happen. And um, so I'm borderline crying, like, you know, freaking out. And he starts waking up, and we, we have, like, an EMT there. That They call uh, that, they call an ambulance. Oh, no, 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 no. That's sorry. There's one of the guys who's an EMT, like, yeah. Ben, ben used to be an EMT, and so yeah. he kind of took over and was checking him. And, you know, we we, we deflated the thing, just, you know, stayed Just giving him mouth to mouth, and he's like, God, quit, get your mouth off my mouth. This is ridiculous, yeah. Uh, but, so... Um, you know, we let him sit up for a while and, um, he regains his composure. He started answering some questions. His face looks like, I mean, it just looks like hamburger meat. His, face, his eyes swelled shut and he's got blood on him. I mean, like his face looks horrible. Yeah. But at that point we thought, okay, he's just knocked himself out. He's, you know, he's not paralyzed. We're kind of chilling. We're cool. So we get up in about 20 minutes and we try to let him walk and we kind of hold his arms and he walked about three or four steps and his legs just go limp and he falls down again. And, um, that's when the EMT is like, ah, you know, I, I feel better if we got ambulance out here, checked him out. So um, we call an ambulance. He's out there pretty quickly. The guy that shows up in Whitney, Texas, looks like he's homeless. <laughs> he lives out of his uh, Yeah, he lives in the back of the ambulance. Looks like he's, yeah. It was, it was, we, I mean, we all brushed, actually went up brushed, to like, it. cracker crumbs off of, like, the... <laughs> he's like, hang on, I was having a snack we had checked the front yard, make sure there was indeed an ambulance out there, and some actual guys with uniforms came in and um, gave them an inspection. They kind of recommended, you know, well, let's, you know, it's probably a good idea to go get your cat scan, make sure you don't have a brain bleed or something like that. And Albert was, um, you know, kind of against it, but we, we forced him to do it. So we go to uh, take this ambulance ride in the middle of the night to Hillsboro. I mean, it's Texas, four in the morning, uh, Rick. Uh, yeah, four in the morning to, um, to an ambulance there. And, uh, you know, that whole process just takes a while, you know, taking the ambulance there, getting checked out. We get, we're starting to leave, and it's it's six or, it's 5.30 in the morning. And we start realizing that all of our buddies are asleep, you know. Um, they called they called Zeb, who's been on the show, and Zeb, like, in his, like, sleep stupor, basically is just like, huh? They're like, we, come get us. And he just, like, hung up on them. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I, I gave him a hard time after the, after the fact, but. Um, and so we start thinking, how are we going to get home? An ambulance is just one way, you know, we yeah. don't bother everyone. And, um, uh, everyone had literally probably just been asleep for an hour and a half. And so I, I like went Hills Texas. I, I actually had the Uber app on my phone. So I look and of course there's no Uber it's available, you know, <laughs> <laughs> there's just like a, there's just like a cart, but like a horse and buggy, like a little icon. I was just about to say, you see the icon and it's a tractor. <laughs> <laughs> right, there's a tractor coming. To you. Yours is um, funnier. So I called, I called the sheriff department and asked them. You know, they provided that service, and nothing. 
um, no taxi services, you know. And so I just thought to myself, you know what? I bet there's a there's got to be a tow truck. There's got to be a tow truck. And they're usually 24 hours, you know. And sure enough, I look, you know, Yellow Pages at Whataburger. Uh, Big Daddy's Big Daddy's tow truck in Rural Texas. Pretty smart thing. Got up. I said, "Yeah, I said, listen, dude, we we just took an ambulance ride one way to the hospital. We need we we got you know, forty five minute drive back to Whitney. We just thought maybe you'd be willing to take us <laughs> for a fee, you know. And sure enough, he's like, yeah, I'll do, I'll do that, you know. It's, it's like one hundred fifty dollars. I was like, okay, we'll do it. And he came and picked us up and took us home. So we, we we came back after all that, like delivered in a big tow truck, flatbed tow truck, you know, like everyone. So, so, pretty awesome. so I wake up, I went to bed at one and wake up at 10 and I come walking in the main house, you know, just like refreshed and, and uh, yeah, here we go guys. Let's start the day. But Blake is like literally just laid down to go to sleep. And I like walk over, like I look down at Albert, he's like laying on one of the couches and I was like, Doo! like looked at his face and I'm like, what the heck happened to Albert? <laughs> He's wearing like a C collar and just like yeah. a full body cast. And you're like, what? How long have I been asleep? Yeah, he's got a beard. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Well, Blake, that was greatness. Uh, that is the human. And then we, and then with Albert with his concussion, we could, we did go ahead and finish the tournament and and we did win it. And they won. So. And they won. And yeah. Ryan, Ryan, who's going to be on the show, uh, my brother-in-law, got uh, second place. So and Chad, who's been on the show, what, 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 what did you get? I don't really want to. I'd rather not. Um, so thanks for being on the show, Blake. Uh, thanks for being here. Um, I I performed. Rick, I saw your vegetable eating uh, YouTube videos, and that's shameful. That's ridiculous. You need to grow up. <laughs> you know, I uh, have been eating. Uh, God, I ate something the other day. I just looked at. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna eat this, and I ate it. And I was like, there we go. I can't even remember what it was. It was that? You didn't even make video. a video or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Getting better at it. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, All right. Well, Blake, yeah, well, Rick, you need to make plans to come next year. Mark yeah. uh, invited me to uh, participate this year, but uh, the short notice yeah. and life didn't work out. But uh, maybe I can get a hall pass for next year. <laughs> yep. There you go. Awesome. Uh, Bye, Blake. Thank you, Blake. You can find all of his uh, stories and books uh, nowhere because he doesn't uh, do that anywhere but here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It is now time for the Simply Human tip of the week, something you start doing today to become a more healthy human. And uh, this is kind of cool. So this is a a research uh, paper from the University of Michigan, and it's called Friends with Cognitive Benefits. Uh I'll play on words there. Uh, friends with benefits, cognitive benefits. Oh, okay. Mental okay. function improves after socializing. So it says, uh, uh, da, da, da. the study shows that simply talking to other people the way you do when you're making friends can provide mental benefits. Um, so this researchers examined the impact of brief episodes of social contact on one key component of mental activity, executive function. This type of cognitive function includes working memory, self-monitoring, and the ability to suppress external and internal distractions, all of which are essential in solving common life problems. They found that engaging in brief 10-minute conversations which participants were instructed to get to know another person resulted in boosts to their subsequent performance of an array of common cognitive tasks. And it was funny, they, they did like competitive uh, conversations too, like more competitive in nature, kind of like you would have like maybe like a prison yard and there, were, there was no there was no increase in the in the uh, executive function of the, of the intelligence. So, so the tip of the week is and I'm going to have this in the show notes, is have, a, have some friendly conversations with people. Have a friendly conversation. Get to know. Make a new friend. Make a new friend. Maybe That's them. good. I was, picking Jay, I was picking my older son up from school the other day, and he's like this after-school program where, he, you know, 
parents that can't get there right after school. And uh, right as I was picking him up, I walked up behind him, and he just asked some kid, he's like, hmm, will you be my friend? And the kid's like, Mm, yeah, I was like, so mm, sweet. oh, that's how it's done. Okay, yeah. maybe you should start doing that. <laughs> well, just walk I, up to people in the office, like, will you be my friend, yeah. Sergeant? <laughs> Sergeant. My favorite thing that kids do on the whole friend topic is like, you know, you'll, you know, my your kid, three, four, five year old, like runs up to you with this this person's new kid, and they're like, Dad, this is my best friend, and in the whole world, and you're like, Oh, great, what's she? What's their? What's their name? And they're like, Yeah, I don't remember. I don't know. <laughs> It's like that that story that with that guy that in that class he's like doing prayer requests and he's like going on and on about how close he was with his grandma and she's sick and all that and after like a five minute long story about how you know sick she was the the teacher was like oh, okay her name and he was like I told this before he's like uh, grandma he like <laughs> didn't, didn't know her name uh, yeah good one idiot um, okay so that's the tip of the week make a new friend have a friendly conversation okay go to the website simplyhumanlifestyle.com at simplyhuman52 is all our social media stuff like us on Facebook you can go to the website and click on the resources tab all our affiliate links are there all the things that we love and enjoy and use um what else? Uh, email us, simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com. You can email rick at simplyhumanrick at gmail.com. Leave us a review on iTunes. We've gotten so many reviews. Thank you so much for your support. A lot of things that you could be doing with your time. Thank you so much. And when I have, like, when I miss a day, like, it's, for, it's really, this is the first time in a long, 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 long time that I have, like, missed a day. And there, it was kind of, like, not, you know, not fun. Oh, but with the, up with the, the podcast. With the show. Yeah, it came out Tuesday instead of Monday, and that has, like, never happened. I mean, maybe one other time in the three years we've been doing this. And uh, and so it's just kind of kind of fun, uh, flattering, I guess, to have so many people like, uh, where's the show? We were yeah, we were getting, we were getting like, uh, texts and the, the 53042 human call us, text us. We were getting texts and calls, uh, from people like, where's the show? Which is kind of cool. And I will say one more thing, a week from today and today is the 14th. So when this comes out, okay, well, it, our, our, our three year anniversary writ is September 21st. Mm. Crazy. Three years. All right. Uh, I believe that's going to do it for this edition of the Simply Human Podcast. And remember, my insides like started falling out. So until next time, enjoy yourself. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.